Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human Podcast, a podcast created to help you get out of your head and into your life. That is, if you want to have more fun, freedom, happiness, peace of mind, and success whilst squeezing the juice out of every area of your life. Join Jackie Ford every Thursday and listen in to her warm Scottish tones, wise heart and wonderful sense of humour as she interviews guests and discusses what it means to be unashamedly human. Hi everyone and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast. My name is Jackie Ford and I am a global coach and consultant specialising in working with anyone. Anyone who just wants to have a a better experience of their life. So many of us these days are rushing around. We're so busy trying to achieve, trying to get, trying to accumulate, trying to fix, trying to sort, trying to be something we think we're meant to be, that we get so lost in the confusion of egoism, that we forget that at our core, we are perfect. Today, I wanted to talk about, hmm, what I want to talk about? I want to talk about life. I want to talk about the challenges that we can all face. I want to talk about how we circumnavigate these challenges from a space of love and not from a space of fear. Over the last couple of weeks in my my online coaching practice, I've been working with a number of women at various stages who have problems with food, whether that is anorexia, whether it's eating disorders in the form of bulimia, or whether they're overeating. And normally accompanying all of these labels of disordered thinking around food, these women are also suffering from insomnia, anxiety, depression, feeling they're not good enough, feeling that they want approval, something or someone on the outside to tell them that they're doing a good job. You know, I had that t-shirt. I wore that t-shirt for a long, long time. Always feeling that I, I wasn't good enough, that there was something in me that I needed to fix or sort so that I could feel like everybody else did. So that I wouldn't overeat, so that I wouldn't binge eat, so that I wouldn't control or limit my intake of food and there's always a story there's always a story where this all starts a story of no enoughness and what's been curious about my clients over the last couple of weeks is is seeing innocence the innocence and the way that we we use these gifts of mind, thought and consciousness. They're such beautiful gifts. They help us make sense of the world that we live in. Yet, here we are in our 
innocence, misusing them, scaring ourselves, depressing ourselves, frightening ourselves. You know, it's kind of like any time you're not in a good feeling and you want to get out of that good feeling, you know, name your poison. Name what it is that you do to get out of that good feeling. Now, some of the time you'll do something that is so nurturing and loving and kind for yourself. And there are other times where you just won't. You'll overeat, you'll undereat, you'll overexercise, you'll overdrink, you'll gamble, you'll lose your temper, you'll do all sorts of things just to get rid of the feeling that you have. For all of us, like I said earlier, there's a point, there's a point where the story begins. I know that my story about food began when I was about 12 years old. I was growing up. I was going through the inevitable kind of puppy fat stage that that all young pubescent children do. And my mother innocently got concerned and worried that I was going to become fat because that was her story. So she took me to a slimming club at the age of 12. And that's where my story about food began. That's where the worry about looking a certain way, being a certain size, wearing certain clothes. That's the point where internally in my young adolescent mind, I absorbed the story of my mother. I absorbed the story of the media that my self-worth was primarily focused on how I looked. (laughs) Please excuse the aeroplane. As you can tell, I'm sitting outside for this postcard episode, (laughs) sitting in my zero gravity chair. It's just too nice to sit inside. But here I was, this, this young adolescent, and a story was forming about my self-worth. That most of my self-worth was, in fact, about how I looked. And I wonder how many of you listening have absorbed that story too. And then you've lived your life by that story. You've become a prisoner to that story, you've lived in a cage of that story for all, if not most, of your life. And like I said, you can name your poison. You can name it as, you know, I have an eating disorder. I am anxious. I am depressed. I am, you know, you name it. That's the cage by which you live in. That's the prison cell by which you see the rest of the world and you live in the world from that space. It's like putting on a pair of glasses and then you scratch the glasses so you can't see clearly out of the lenses. If you have a thought about your identity that you're living from, 
That means you see the world through those lenses. Everything is tainted. Everything is seen through a distortion of thought. So for someone who has disordered thinking around food, then they see life through that lens. So going out to eat becomes a problem. Eating with friends becomes a problem. Eating alone becomes a problem. Over-exercising becomes a problem. Under-exercising becomes a problem. Various types of food become a problem. Food groups become a problem. And all the while, while you're seeing life through that distorted lens of thought around food and eating, you're becoming more and more unwell. The vital nutrients that your body needs are becoming depleted. And the same thing works if you're overeating. You're seeing life through that lens of overeating. So you are always thinking about it, always thinking about what you're going to eat, when you're going to eat it, what it's going to taste like. And what happens then is your body too becomes malnourished because you're not eating food that serves your body, that heals your body. You're eating from a space of hunger rather than a space of abundance of what your body actually needs. Over the last 18 months, this story of, or the stories I should actually say around thoughts and thinking around food has been really, really prominent in my practice and very, very prominent in my own life. So much so that in the last year, year and a half, I've lost three stone completely effortlessly. I mean, it's been beautiful to be able to see that all that time I spent when I was almost anorexic, when I was bulimic, when I was binge eating, when I was really overweight, I spent so much time thinking about food. It really, it, it clouded my whole experience of life. And that's why I mention cage, prison cell, because you don't feel free. You don't feel the freedom that comes from being able to not care whether you think about eating something or not. There's nothing on it. And it's really curious because in, in one of my one of my groups, um, which is called the Wild and Wise Inner Circle, one of the ladies in the group, I always get everyone to set an intention, and one of the ladies in one of those groups has lost a stone in the past three or four months by setting that intention and by following and understanding the guidance I've been giving her just to let go, let go of how you think it should be and just let it be. Let it be the way that it's meant to be. There's nothing you can do, so just let it be. You don't have to follow every thought that comes into your head. 
just information, it's not fact. And the freedom that gives you just to live life is is just beautiful. Another one of my clients has found this feeling of being okay with what is a game changer. She's been waking up in the middle of the night and giving herself a hard time, judging her experience and, and trying so hard to get back to sleep. And I told her that there's no point. The body's going to do what the body's going to do. So let it do what it's going to do. And you follow what it tells you to do intuitively. Listen. There are times I get up in the middle of the night. I maybe I'll read for a while. Maybe I'll have a walk around the house. Maybe I'll watch a little bit of television. And then I'll go back to bed when it feels like that's the right time for me to go back to bed. What I won't do is I won't wake up in the middle of the night and give myself a hard time because I've woken up and then catastrophize about how I think my day's going to go the next day because I haven't had enough sleep. Because I guarantee you, if I don't care whether I'm awake or I'm asleep, I'll fall back to sleep again. Whereas if I catastrophize about how my day's going to be the next day and I follow through on that script of thought, I will have a bad day the next day. Until I catch myself in conscious awareness and see it for what it is. So my invitation for all of you, as always, is please sign up for the launch of the Unashamedly Human School. It is launching on September the 22nd, my 59th birthday. Who says you can't do things when you're older? Please sign up on www.jackieford.com and follow me on Instagram at the Unashamedly Human School. We will be posting soon about what's to come, what it's going to look like, what we're going to be doing. And I just know you will love this new and fresh way of looking at the world. Not just looking at it through the lens of the principles, but looking at it through the lens of a practical spirituality. Looking at it from the lens of nutrition and medicine. Looking at it through the lens of psychology and spirituality. And pulling all of that together to show you how You can live an extraordinary life by understanding how your mind works. I look forward to speaking to you all soon. Take care. All my love.
可。